BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here we are inside the car, the sedan actually, which is kind of uh, rare these days, but it's a very important car and here in uh, New York and a really cool place. But let me introduce my guest, Bernie. Glazer here from Mercedes-Benz. So, Bernie, thank you very much for having us here. And I guess breaking news, the sedan is not dead, huh? <laughs> Still alive. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, Javier, on your show. Yeah, I'm, so I, my name is Bernie Glazer. I am the head of product management at Mercedes-Benz. We are headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. And today we are here to introduce our brand new, all new 2022 midsize C-Class sedan. And I'm sitting here with you on the yeah. inside of this beautiful, beautiful car. car. And this guy, I was doing my research. I did my homework, all the materials that you guys sent, which is very, very useful in advance. So this car in 2013 was the number one seller for Mercedes-Benz globally, right? More than, uh, what, 2.5 million or something? Yeah, globally, I don't even know the number, but yes. But, you know, since then, the taste of the U.S. consumer has shifted into SUVs. I know. If you look at 70% of the light vehicle market is SUVs, and, yeah. and, and 30% are sedans. So let's go back a little bit by 2014, because in, in, in the automotive industry, eight years is not a very long period, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are probably already planning. I mean, I know you're already planning for two, 2030 and beyond yeah. and all that. So uh -huh. 2014, you already, you're selling this car like with a lot of success. And then like, I don't know how much you can share of that, but like when did that, you start seeing that, like that shifting from like, okay, Maybe the SUV. I mean, the ML has is been in the market for much longer than that, but it it, it didn't take that that uh, peak uh, that yeah. quickly at the beginning, right? So, so that's probably that's a great question. So, I mean, what we do is we, we look at trends and and we look at consumer behavior and tastes. And when we saw that SUVs are getting more and more popular, and there's a reason for for yeah. it because they offer more space the higher seating position mm -hmm. it's just easier to get in and out and, and you get more car for the money yeah so the only thing in the beginning the SUVs needed to improve on was kind of the ride quality and I think that came with the second generation of the cars they got better and they drove like like passenger like cars a car, so, yeah. so people started buying them yeah the soccer moms got into the SUVs away from this from from the minivans and that's when we started planning to get more 
SUVs in the lineup and you know the ML is the first one which yeah. you mentioned mm -hmm. then we started planning smaller ones because we saw th there is a, a huge growth in the small crossover segment and we added a GLC and then we even added below that the GLA and the GLB yeah so if you look at our lineup now it's it's very heavy uh, on, the, on the SUV side yeah. and uh, you mentioned uh, you studied the trends I remember we were in um, California in uh, San Jose in a very interesting seminar with your futurist. Like yes. Oh no, Future actually, Watch. it was here in it New was York. In, it was in New York. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, here in New York. Yeah. That was a fascinating conversation because, like, most people see these cars, for example, and they don't really realize how much planning and all that, and how much long before they start thinking about, okay, maybe in 2022, people are going to like big screens. <laughs> like, how, I mean, that's, to me, that's a very interesting aspect of the industry, like how you guys nail it, because like you keep moving and moving and technology helps you, I guess, because now it's easier to develop a car from scratch to production, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a great segue into this car. We're looking at two massive screens. They're both standard. So you, on the instrument cluster, we're looking at a 12.3 inch freestanding instrument cluster yeah. screen. And here, in front of us, in the center stack, it's it's a 11.9 inch touchscreen, and they're both standard in the car. And then, why do consumers want it? Well, years ago when we started, kind of monitoring what's happening, obviously it was clear the iPhone got so much yeah. more popular. People were used. 2007. Yeah, they were used, and the iPhones got bigger, mm -hmm. so they were used to having touchscreen and were were really comfortable in interacting with a glass surface. And of course, you know, the bigger, the easier it is to, to read all the things. And then, and then so, so that, that just, I think that's, that told us that consumers want big displays and they, 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 they want them always accessible. Um, and we started adding bigger screens to the car. Now what we did is because, you know, sometimes the, the surface is pretty, you know, can be crowded there with mm -hmm. all the information going oh, on. Oh, I wanted to, to talk about that. That's the zero layer, we zero call it layer. zero yeah. layer. So if you press and hold, Then it goes out of zero layer. If you press and hold the home button again, it goes into zero layer. Zero layer means pretty much it only serves up the most relevant functions for you. And with, with our artificial intelligence in the car behind there, the machine or the car learns your behavior. Oh, okay. So it serves you up only the, the tiles which you use, or it actually recommends to you, it serves you up For example, if you drive home every day after work and you call your wife at 6.30 every night and you're back in your car, then it recommends to you, hey... Oh, it recommends. It doesn't make it the call. It doesn't make the call. Oh, okay. yes, uh, no, 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 no. Some days might be... It's well, the, yeah. You still need to say yes, call, <laughs> okay, but, okay. but the car, it, it learns... too it much learns intelligence to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for no, some people. So it learns your behavior. Yeah, but that's why you call it zero yeah. layer, to kind of declutter a little bit the information. Uh -huh. And also like that, not only the intelligence behind the system, but also the actual surface, the, the clarity of the graphics. I was driving up here and on the instrument instrument cluster, you see the graphic when you put it into the mode for like looking on into the road and it starts to detect the vehicles in front of you. And it's so smart that it detects it's a truck, it's a cargo truck, it's a van, it's like it's a car. I mean, that, that kind of intelligence is like so advanced and yet in a car that it's, I mean, still very affordable with like, but that technology has advanced tremendously in the yeah. past. I don't know what, five, 10 years or something yeah. like that. Well, we, I mean, we have the benefits for this, this, this technology to move down from higher segments. Like yeah. S-Class introduced all of this, you know, we call it MBUX, Mercedes-Benz user experience. So it's all comes from the S-Class and down to the C-Class. We have this, 
NTG7, new, new generation of telematics in this car now. And of course, of course we also have now the, the ADAS, the Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, all either standard or available. So blind spot monitoring, you have lane keeping assist, yeah. there's cameras in the car. You can buy, you know, our, our Twistronic Cruise Control, which lets you actually, it's almost semi-automatic driving, which lets you take the, the hands of your, the, the steering wheel for a short yeah. period of time. And it assists you. It's a driver assistance system. That's all. Uh, that brings me back to another event with yeah. Mercedes-Benz earlier this year. We were in Santa Monica. Then, then I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> For the tech days where we... Yeah. Um, were passengers in the vehicle that you're testing for level three already and yes, that's going to be i mean very very important and a, a huge advancement because a lot of people don't understand uh, how does that work the five levels of autonomous driving so we're in two two and a half maybe yeah, we, some yeah. with this right so we At are certain uh, circumstances yes absolutely so this is still called a level two system and that's currently what's on the market even a tesla you know, some people think this is more yeah. advanced, but it's a level two system. Uh -huh. that's, that's kind of how it's categorized. It's a level two. You are responsible still. You are responsible for driving. The car does never take over. But as a level three, that means the car is responsible for driving. It takes over. And you are Big allowed change. to just relax for, under certain conditions, under yeah, certain course. circumstances. But we have the first... And there's no level three available in the United States yet because you need to apply, you know, for the license to operate level threes in, in certain states. So we are currently working on, especially California, where you test yeah. drove it. We call it Drive Pilot, which is a level three system. And there's still a lot of restrictions um, to make that system working. So it needs to have certain, it cannot be, you know, dark, it cannot be snowing yeah. or raining. Uh, it, it, you cannot go because faster. it takes into account uh, the infrastructure, right? Meaning the lines on the road, oh, yeah, the, the cameras tracking everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. But once you, you know, if once you're within the parameters of the system, the system, the car takes over and does the driving, and yeah. you can completely take off your hands from the steering wheel and the eyes from the road. And um, we're still tracking you. The camera in here tracks your eyes okay so in case you fall asleep boop yeah. we wake you up and you need to take yeah. over the system again so the, we don't allow the, that. the starbucks uh, alert alert i call it <laughs> when it goes like oh, you know, that, coffee, yeah yeah, coffee yeah that's mug. gonna be a little bit more like hey take yeah. over the, the the car wants to give you back the responsibility yeah. and if you don't do it for example if you pass out or something a heart attack or so then the car starts putting the flashes on and it breaks it itself down to a standstill wow. just to make it's sure amazing amazing technology and making it safer and and better and actually this system this level two system is very good i i've driven it from let's say miami to daytona which is 260 miles yeah and it makes the trip much more relaxed oh, yeah. much safer and like i used to do it back and forward in the day sometimes if i needed to go and do some business there and that's tiring but with this system it's really really you don't yeah. you don't feel as tired because the car is doing a lot of the work the car does all the steering for you you just yeah. keep your hand on the steering wheel so exactly. that, it, that the car knows you're awake and alert but it it, it helps you it keeps you in the line it, it tracks if there's a car ahead of you it slows you down it, yeah. it, it accelerates you yeah so let's back to this c-class yeah, uh, because this one now has for the first time i believe a four-cylinder engine right no, it has a four-cylinder with mild hybrid technology, yeah. so 48-volt technology. So this is a brand-new four-cylinder turbocharged engine. It's a two-liter engine. has 255 horsepower and 295 pound-foot of torque. But what's all new on this, it's, we call it the ISG2 technology, integrated starter generator, no, oh, which, okay. is, which is pretty much it's a small electric motor, which gives you an additional 
boost. It gives you additional 20 horsepower if you accelerate when you need oh, it, wow. and another 148 pound-foot of torque. And of course, with, with this electric engine, you could do, if you go in echo mode, you could do sailing, we call it. So if you're on a highway and you're off the gas and you're kind of just in push mode, actually the engine shuts off and the 48 volt battery moves the car, moves the car oh, and wow. moves your steering wheel and the brake, the, the brake support and everything. So you can save a lot of uh, um, um, uh, fuel efficiency with that car. So that's brand new. So the ISG miles hybrid 48 volt technology uh, on that car. And uh, this is not obviously uh, the more advanced um, EQS division that you have launched a few years ago already very successfully. I've been seeing the cars already in Miami, like driving yes, the yeah. EQS, the EQE, and the SUV is coming pretty soon. So again, going back in between the, the difference between people preferring the sedan and then shifting to to the um, SUVs, and now you're seeing the shifting to electric cars, right? And like yes. so, like the mix it must be very interesting. Those meetings will be very interesting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> your next, product planning. Uh, uh, the next, I'd say the next six, seven, eight years will be very transformational yeah. for the entire car industry and also for us as Mercedes-Benz because we are moving from a traditional car manufacturer, OEM, to an electric only. So our vision and, and Ola Kalenius, you know, our CEO and, and chairman uh, put it out there, said we want to be carbon neutral by 2039, obviously, but we also, we also said we want to offer an electric alternative as of 25, as of 2020, if it's three years from now, in I every know. car line. And we also, our vision is we will, we will be ready to be 100% electric by the end of the decade, by 2030, if market conditions allow. That means, yeah. you know, in certain markets, maybe the infrastructure is not ready yet. Yeah, exactly, or that's consumers the problem, ready then. yeah. But from a product portfolio, and you mentioned the pipeline which we have coming, which is super exact, it's all electric cars coming from Mercedes in, in, in rapid sequence. We will be ready to have products there to be all electric in a couple of years from now. And uh, what, what would you tell people who are not convinced uh, about, I mean, obviously they haven't driven an electric car and that's probably why they don't think that it's going to work. But I mean, you as, as the product planner for Mercedes-Benz and very important brand and, and group in, in the whole world, or well, the US market here in particular, what would you tell people? How, how would you convince them like, this is happening first? And two, it's going to be better for you, too, right? How, yeah. how, how would that message should be conveyed? So I think a couple of angles. I mean, from the, for us as an OEM, there is the, the regulatory uh, angle yeah. where we have to comply with you know certain regulatory greenhouse gas emissions yeah. So in order to be even able to sell cars. And that requires us, obviously, to offer electric cars. But if you ask me personally, the future is electric. Yeah. It's, it's, the future is not plug-in hybrids, that's a bridge technology. The future is not uh, electrified ICE engines. That's why I said yeah, this transition period over the next years, we will, we will shift, ramp down our ICE production or ICE offerings and we will ramp up our electric engines. And Mercedes-Benz future is all electric. We want to be the most desired electric luxury brand in uh, the So the, pl the official plan is 2030? The, the official indication is that we are ready to be all okay. electric by 2030 if market conditions allow. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that it's a mandate we have to, mm -hmm. but we, we, we would be you ready. You will be able to yeah. do it. And so, that's what has been happening in the past few years, right? I mean, like you see the EQS brand, I think it launched in uh, the auto show in Paris, maybe 2016, mm -hmm. 15, mm -hmm. 16, 17, I mean, not very long ago. 
And if you see what has happened in the past, in these seven, five, five, yeah. six, seven years, it's amazing. It's an and, explosion. And, of yeah, exactly. And we were talking before we started the recording. I mean, like you obviously, or Daimler has like incredible resources and you've been making cars for over 130 years. And so you have like, the experience, the resources. So I guess that's why you've been able to, even though the, the circumstances of the auto industry, the cheap shortages and all that kind of thing, you've been able to keep moving that and then at the same time keep developing cars like this. So everything is still working fine with, with some troubles, I, I suspect. But I mean, from what I see on the new flow of product, you've been doing really good. Yeah, I'm glad you 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 see that the same way. Yeah. <laughs> we, we hope that you see it that way. But yeah, no, I mean we we offer the broadest product portfolio, yeah. and I mean we we used to traditionally offer the broadest ICE portfolio, uh -huh. and now we just get into the electric game. You mentioned the EQS, that's the first electric car from Mercedes Benz, and and I don't want, I mean I don't want to um, tell you, but I think the an EQS interior is above and beyond oh, any I other know, electric I car yeah, I know, I know. on the market right now yeah. of, of a certain brand which sells a lot of car right now <laughs> yeah. but in terms of fit and finish and, and luxury no. it, 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 the EQS is so I far I guess ahead. you don't want to mention the name I'll mention it because I don't work for any of them but Tesla I think I give them credit they push everybody to where we are today yes. I, I believe that's true they deserve credit for that but we also were talking about the other segment pickup trucks and Ford has already the Langing and you have already the sedans that are like much better in like you say like the quality the, the final product is, is much better so that tells you when a company puts all their efforts into something and then you have the resources and the knowledge the end result yeah. is really good i mean if you think about it i mean we were engineering and building um, combustion engine cars for over a hundred years. I know. And we're doing electric cars for what now? Five years? Five six years. years? And they're already so, so good. That's, that's what I mean. So there is there is a, some learning curve still to be done because I mean, yeah. Because you asked me earlier, what do we have to do to convince the average uh -huh. consumer to buy electric cars? Obviously, the biggest concern a, a, a buyer has is well, range. Range. Well, how yeah. far, far is the range? The other one is charging. Where yeah. do I find a charger? And if you compare that to the convenience of a gas engine, a gas station is everywhere. It takes five minutes to fill up. Yeah. And and, and the range is, what, 400 miles if you fill it but, up. But uh, Mercedes already tested the EQXS EQ for uh, yep. 1,000 kilometers, 600 miles with one charge. Well, that's, yep. that's pretty amazing. So, like, there's the technology is there. It has to be developed that's, to, that's to a, make it to the masses. You, you hit the nail on the head. It, we have a show a demonstration yeah. that we can do it, but it requires a very aerodynamic design of the of car. Course, yeah. Lighter weight technologies in the car, and of course the battery technology needs to be improved for the mass production. And then the costs need to come down on the batteries. And then the other thing is obviously infrastructure. We need, we need fast chargers out there, and they need to be most likely 800 volt fast chargers to get the charging time down. And more of them, or, or, more of them, and, and charging so, time. So down. yesterday in LA, I saw something very interesting: a light pole, like a regular light yeah. pole, like this one here on the side of this little road, yeah. with a, with a, a charging station ad adapted, adapted to, it. to it. Like they basically, I guess, drew a hole into the pole, pull out the wires, put the charging station on that. So. Huh. I don't know how fast it is or what the technology, but I, if there's like light poles everywhere, so they can start charging, huh. charging station them. That, that's an idea. So I don't know if that works. I don't know. I mean, usually you need to have like a bigger <laughs> wire in the ground to have the yeah, kind maybe, of the, yeah. the juice we need for fast exactly. charging. But, but anyway, anything? a fascinating time uh, we're living in, and like this car again, 
Yeah. The traditional gas car, turbo engine, <laughs> everything as you know them, and like really, really great. And then the next what what is coming is even better. So thank you very much, Bernie. And yeah, we're gonna drive it here. here. Beautiful area, by the way. This we are at the former brick factory, and I learned that the bricks from here went to build the Empire State Building. Yeah, the probably. old um, Yankee Stadium. Yep. Everything we're outside New York, so it's a fascinating place. You always find cool places for this. Yeah, this is a fantastic location right at the, the Hudson River. Yeah, and again, let me just summarize. Thank you for having me. We were in our all-new 2022 C-Class sedan. Excellent. It's at our. And I won't say how now. it drives because I cannot tell it till next week, but you'll find out. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Ernie. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.